You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. I'm Melissa. And I am Zigzag Claiborne. Zigzag Claiborne. Yeah. Like it. Another another interview that uh, just people were like, hey, these people are cool to talk to. I know. Like, we're you should like, talk to them. How yeah, do you do yeah. it? New people on the show, yeah. like talking about like what they're doing. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. And so. SteamCon is perfect for that because all you have are creative people walking around and they want to talk about their creative lives. Exactly. This is good. We're in yeah. the right place, y'all. And do shots. <laughs> yes, right. do shots. Before we get started. As always. Cheers, y'all. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Rock and ride shot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a place uh, called the Tin Can that actually does Fago-based shots. Really? Yeah. yeah they where do, is this? Uh, so there's one in Lansing, there's one in Grand Rapids, and there's now one in Toledo, Ohio. I love Toledo. Yeah, Toledo's like my like rock they actually, and ride, like third home. Like they, they use rock and rye. They use shots. the grape, uh, the grape soda. They use the you know. They, they got to have red pop. Oh yeah, well of course. I mean, you got to have a Michigan original. I mean, exactly. if you're gonna if you're gonna be right. the tin can and you're gonna have Fago shots, how are you not gonna have right? You red gotta pop? have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, they're all uh, very tasty, uh, as far as I can remember. <laughs> he got through like three, and he was like, I don't remember anything. Yeah. So there's that. I assume they're delicious. <laughs> they were very delicious. Should we mention that yeah, Fago is not sponsoring this at all in any way? Nope. Uh, I mean, Fago, by way of just us being a Michigan uh, podcast. Un- unofficial. Sponsor. Yeah, official, unofficial. Go. Yeah, it's officially unofficial. Let me pour up another Fago shot. <laughs> yeah. We'll plug them just because we like yeah. them. Lifetime supply. We also serve Fago at Falling Down Beer Company. Yeah. Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. There you go. In Warren. Go get you some beer. Yeah. Sparkling personality, right? <laughs> exactly. Sparkling. Sparkling. So much sparkle. <laughs> Can't handle all that sparkle. I know. Uh, <laughs> so, let's talk about you. I'm a writer in Detroit, and I never missed the Steam Con. So oh, nice. If, if everybody listening to this, if you haven't been to the Motor City Steam Con, you need to come, even if you're not into steampunk. Because, yeah. like I said, it's just... A ton of creative people doing cool stuff for a weekend. And everybody's super nice, too. Yeah. Super like, nice. They're, you don't it, even have to be into steampunk. Like it is said. ultra chill. I mean, yeah. I consider myself a steam muggle. I am not, <laughs> deep, I'm not deep into steampunk, but my writing has a steampunk aesthetic to it. So that's why they invite me here every year. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, so talk a little bit about uh, how you got into writing. It was all my mama. All your mom? All mom. I, oh my god! Another mom Moms story. Mom. I know. Moms are like they support you. Apparently, mine didn't so much until I was love like, your mama. That's cool. Mama would take us to the library all the time when we were kids. Yeah, and so that was like a, a special treat for me. So I was reading all the time. Okay. And then one day she's like, "You read so much, you should write a book." And I'm like, "Like, 
Ding. You know, why not? Right? I should. Right. And I've been doing it ever since. Awesome. Very cool. awesome. So when uh, when you'd go to the library uh, before your mom encouraged you, uh, kind of what what genre of books were you into? Were you always kind of into the sci-fi alternate history type stuff? Or started off with Doctor Seuss. So I guess you can say definitely sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Doctor yeah. Seuss is also yeah. alternate history. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Duke can make up words like nobody else. Yes. <laughs> I think the first book that I fell in love with was Michaela Gets Pool, which is straight up sci-fi, alternate history, yes. been altered reality. I mean, yeah. Seuss yeah. was doing some weird stuff <laughs> under the guise of children's books. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Kids uh, love it, though. That's awesome. And, adults and I still have my collection of Seuss books. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I've got one book that's not destroyed. <laughs> uh, you have got to swing out and get you get yeah. some more. See, I, yeah. I think ever since I was a little kid, I always treated my books really well because I was yeah. like, you know, I mean, I love to read. So it's like those are like my babies. Like uh, I so raised a shot to you. Somebody <laughs> would ask, you know, to like borrow them. And I'm like, please don't. Don't fold pages. Don't like. Don't get them wet. Yeah. Right, like, right. Please treat it. Don't treat it back. nicely. I will cut. Like the only way I want to see where my books is from reading them. Yeah, yeah. And even then, very little. Right. Like you try to like not fold them at all. Yeah. 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 No friendships get lost over books sometimes because you know. It's very true. Yeah. 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 You, you either give it away and you never get it back, or you get it back and it looks like they had a party on top of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I lost. No. I lost my hardcover copy of The Da Vinci Code to my ex boyfriend, so that was unfortunate. <laughs> oh yeah, love, love is hell on books. Yeah, yeah let him yeah. borrow it and never got it back. When I borrow a book, I take very good care of it, and I give it back like two years later. <laughs> it takes me that long to like get to that book. I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to read it. Set it on top of the stack. So it's on the list. <laughs> very well taken care of. Right. I've never, you know, when a rock started. Now, have you gotten this stack and forgotten who you got the books from? I mean, what's your system on remembering? Oh, I only borrow from one person. Okay. It's easy. <laughs> the public library? Shim. No, Shim. Shim. Oh, okay. <laughs> he borrowed stuff from me and forgot about it, and I still haven't gotten them back. But when I borrow from him, I always... That. Yeah, yeah, I I did that once. Uh, I, I borrowed out some uh, some of the X Wing uh, series from Star Wars to a buddy's uh, brother, and he's all like, "Oh yeah, my brother finally finished reading these," and I'm like, "Oh, I completely forgot I even loaned those to you. <laughs> you could have kept them for all I care." <laughs> but uh, so so more about yourself. Uh, yeah. You you wrote. Uh, you, Big Dr. Seuss fan. Big Dr. Seuss uh, fan. Um, Harlan Ellison fan. Rest in peace, Harlan. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I grew up reading a, a weird mix of books. Because yeah. even as a teenager, I still would read the Dr. Seuss books just right. for pleasure. But I would then, you know, read Harlan Ellison, as Asimov, mm-hmm. Ursula Le Guin, mm-hmm. Octavia Butler, all the greats all fed into it. And after a while, I think I started to kind of morph into this weird persona because of those books that's where kind of like where the zigzag claiborne in me came from yeah yeah. where it's like you never quite know what i'm going to do in a story until i do it gotcha as opposed to a lot of writers where you know what you're getting as soon as predictable even if it's written well you still know this is a story i'm getting i know what i'm here for right do you do you know what direction you're gonna go like very rarely yeah it just kind of happens it happens yeah just let it happen yeah i'm I'm in writing there's a group called pantsers and plotters i'm a pantser i go by the seat of my pants me too yeah 
Yes, I'm feeling that. <laughs> See, raising a shot. Every time something cool happens, we raise a shot. Raise a shot. Shot of water. <laughs> yeah, I'll do water. <laughs> I'm lightweight. I can't be doing all those shots. (laughs) Officially, unofficially. Yeah, unofficially. (laughs) Also, officially, unofficially, my crown. Yes. Crown royal. Yeah. We've moved on. We've moved on, Bullet. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Bullet. We gave us glasses and we got over it. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, what was the first book that you actually had published professionally? It was actually just a poem. A poem. A poem. Back in college, I did a poem, and it got published. And before that, I thought of writing as just a hobby. Okay. You know, even my mama said, write a book. You know, eh, whatever. Yeah. But once I realized, hey, I can get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually do that. <laughs> that, that you know, that kind of put a little new spin on things for me. So it was a poem way back then, but the first novel was a collection of short stories. Okay. So not even a novel, but the first book was a collection of short stories. And I've done two straight novels since. And I've just released, matter of fact, I've started a new publishing company here in Detroit called Obsidian Sky Books. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I'm the idea That's is awesome. to publish not only Detroit writers, but just all around the world, writers who write things that are challenging and slightly quirky or maybe very quirky. Yeah. But that New York <laughs> would likely not get. So okay. I want to do it here. So I just published a book by Anna Tambor mm-hmm. called The Road to Neozon. It, it's so it's I'm just thrilled as all get out about that book because the cover the it, the contents everything about it is the way I wanted it to be and she wanted it to be okay and you very rarely get you know that kind of relationship between a publisher yeah. and a writer where it's like right, right. everything is okay you you don't like this cool that's out yeah. you like that it's in very nice. nice I love that like that's super exciting that you guys you're doing it in Detroit which is Detroit is where things this, get this created. This is where the heart beats, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. The heart is here, and there, there's so much creative talent. And publishing is like, you know, like a weird. Yeah. It's weird because it's don't very know how, weird. Like things are gonna go. I'm still learning. Right. You oh. know. Well, it what, is the what kind animal. of moved you towards publishing yourself instead of using one of the, you know, trying to. Force it on. I wouldn't say force it, but uh, no, you know, move, right move towards. It. It is yeah. <laughs> force it on someone else. Why? Why publish yourself? Mostly because you have a lot more freedom as far as content. Yeah. Like when you, when you go with the traditional publishers, the big guys, they're not going to put out a book about a giant psychic whale, which is something I have done. <laughs> A giant psychic whale. What's the name of this book? That is The Brothers Jetstream Leviathan. And I put that one out about two years ago. And it's basically about a group of adventurers who save the world all the time but never get credit for it. Okay. And this book's adventure concerns Leviathan, which is an actual gigantic whale. Right. And he's psychic, who's responsible for a lot of what goes on in the world. Huh. That sounds... So you're wondering why really we awesome. Do this, <laughs> yeah. right? You wonder right why now. we have the president like, we have now is because of a giant over. psychic wave. Podcast over reading. Shot yeah. yeah. a history book club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got history. 
chemistry was cool. Books are better. Books are always going to be better. <laughs> they are. Books are always better. What I see in my head is always better than what would ever be on TV. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it is. And, you know, in your head, all the characters will not look like Scarlett Johansson. No. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> but when the book gets made into a movie. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they all do. Well, then, yeah. That's Hollywood shit. That's yeah. Hollywood shit. Okay. They just have to change it to yeah, something, yeah. you know. Uh, sex related. Scarlett Johansson is Paul Robeson. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where do you uh, generally pull your inspiration from? Or is it more just like, oh, I had this kind of crazy, weird idea? Or is it more like, oh, I saw this and I kind of Dreams went me. down it, to a it rabbit hole? It usually comes from a crazy, weird idea. Yeah. Or, or a feeling like something, you know, you know, these days there's no no scarcity of being pissed off or, well, so, so you wake up and you're that immediately pissed truth. off and that's being, I want to use it I haven't even turned on the TV yet yeah. I'm already pissed off uh, you know the only thing that happened was my alarm went off on my phone but I am damn pissed already so mad about this alarm so I would you want to use I mean, that it. energy and, right. and, and not just put out work that says I am pissed off but put it out right. and that has an upward arc to it that says you're pissed off what can you do to change that because then you're, okay. you can change it and you're, you're yeah, you can, make your book better. you can change it right. and I'm a firm believer that you know what you think you can make real and books are a perfect vehicle for that because yeah. they're nothing but thoughts made literally physically real right right, right. no I books I'm, changed my life like yeah. I've been reading since I was I started reading when I was three apparently <laughs> according to my mother <laughs> I well at least you had a book in front of you <laughs> I honestly don't know when I started reading. I mean, I know when I got to kindergarten, like, they had, like, a, a little shelf with, like, books on it, and you could take a book and just, like, yeah. take it home and read it and then bring it back. Every day, I was taking a book. Take it home, finish it, bring it back. Every day, I got a new book. So, it was, yeah. like, I was... Yeah, I don't even know how long I've been reading for. I have no that's, idea. Every kid is like that, though, until they get it trained out of them that books are not cool. But and when you're a kid... You should never get it trained I've out. always never. read, yeah. I've always read kids are little imagination machines That's I think I read like Matilda do. which was a huge book for me back when I was like in like <laughs> third grade that was a big book for, <laughs> for well, the I'm grade that I was in as bad as this bitch <laughs> <laughs> I must be alright <laughs> uh, that would have been a perfect tagline for the book <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so you know you, you, you said you started this publishing company company and uh you're featuring in detroit yeah in detroit, in detroit. how long have you been how long have you had it oh it's brand new brand okay. new it's brand new. yeah we just released our first book a couple of weeks ago oh okay That's brand awesome. brand new yeah. yeah so i actually have copies of the book upstairs but i didn't <laughs> think to bring them down with me by the way well, we are at a motor city steam con yes you should come down here yeah yeah you should definitely it's a no buy yeah. sure it is. you should come down next year when <laughs> after you've heard this because that's when the show is going to come out <laughs> I don't know when it's going to air but just come down well it's definitely not coming out within the next hour <laughs> so if you come down so it'll be year. just a little weird yeah yeah you can but. show up but people are going to look at you <laughs> So ultimately, your ultimate goal with this, uh, obviously, is to uh, feature creative talent that uh, wouldn't necessarily get a, a big push from other places. Uh, any other goals that you would have with a publisher outside of that? Like, is there someone that you want to discover that uh, maybe 
doesn't fit your publishing model? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because even even as my model is publishing what maybe others won't. Yeah. I want to also be presented with work that's like I hadn't thought about that before. I hadn't thought of publishing a romance before until I read your particular romance. Yeah. So it's it's not just straight sci fi, it's not fantasy. I just want to publish work that says just good, good work. It's good and, yeah. and then also challenges you. I hate when right. I get something that I can read and I'm on autopilot. Right, right. Yeah. So, so you I, want you want stories that have to be told. Yes. That's you're definitely. not looking for a particular genre. You're looking for stories that have to be I'm told. I'm looking for stories that have to be told. Like I mean in today's climate, Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. Yes, that book probably would not have gotten published today if you were around. Right. Because they would have like, this is too weird. <laughs> We, we can't do anything with this. It yeah. Is, it, it is weird. It is extremely weird. Love it forever. <laughs> Definitely. And there's so many writers who are like that where we, you read them in the past and you're like, I love this. This is brilliant. But if they were to try to get published today, they'd be like, yeah, we, we like it, but, you know, from the publisher. So I want to find more writers who like, Somebody told me they loved it yeah. and then they tacked a butt onto it. Right. And I'm like, you know, bring that big butt to me. I like big creators and I like like publishing companies are doing better. Right. Because they are telling stories that nobody else was telling. Right. And right. that's why there is a fucking market for it. Yes, I mean it's amazing. That's, I mean, you know, you're you know and part of source point. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, Dave's yeah. Dave's a bit of that uh, niche. Hayes. Yeah, David it's definitely Hayes. the what we call the cool part because he will say no to no one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you end up with a, a lot of weird out there kind of stuff, right. uh, but some stuff that's just like, wow, this is a really, uh, really interesting story. That I, why hasn't this been? Well, it's a book now. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't it before? But right, like right. to your point, like it's a not lot like of you just want weird for weird sake. Right, that's, that's just a Gonzo Good. show. Anybody right, right. can do that. Well, but. weird, but has a has a points exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's that's excellent. Uh, I'm I'm glad you you've kind of are pushing this you know creativity that has to be done instead of just like well you know we're gonna play it safe and we're gonna we're gonna publish yeah. this more of this right that's what yeah the creative world is right it's not oh i want to make a ton of money so i'm gonna like buy all yeah. the things that you know are gonna be marketers right tell right. a great story yeah whatever it is if it's great it's great it doesn't matter yeah and it's ne- nothing you ever write is going to appeal to everybody mm-hmm. so i mean i i tell younger people that all the time it's like every story is not meant for everybody right. and yeah. everything you write is not going to be gold so just right. do what you do right right no that's that's a perfect outlook to have uh steph I've been talking and leading the questioning, so <laughs> I, I love it. I didn't have to this time. So. <laughs> I normally am like I'm the leader. Sorry yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm the color man. The that there's a reason I'm the color man. I'm just supposed right. to break in with the occasional dick joke. <laughs> right. No right. dick jokes. Raising yeah. a shot no. to no dick jokes. <laughs> no dick jokes. At least uh, not this time. Yeah, this will probably be our <laughs> highest listened to episode because no dick jokes. I'm gonna put that right in the title. No dick jokes. Seven's actually <laughs> being this serious time. this time. Yeah. <laughs> so if people like want to look for your work, where can they find you? Uh, there's obsidianskybooks.com, and my own personal website is rightonrighton.com, and that's a play on words. W R I T E 
R I G H T. Oh. And then on. Um, so you can find me there. Nice. I like that. Or just yeah. look up Zigzag Claiborne. I mean, there's, there's only one of me out there. So. <laughs> Zigzag Claiborne. Unlike yes. my real name, which is so common and, and boring. <laughs> My name, my actual name is John Doe. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Mike Smith. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, I came up with the, well, I didn't come up with a pen name, but I took the pen name because my na- real name is Clarence Young. And if you look up my name online, it comes up some author of the motor books for boys back in the like 40s and 50s. Okay. And also the Hardy Boys. Oh, okay. Was a pseudonym that they used. Clarence Young was a pseudonym they used the company back then. Gotcha. So, Oh. I'm figuring, well, if I'm ever going to make a mark, somebody's right. going to be able to find me and not find motor books for boys and hardy boys. Right. I might right. give them the wrong impression. So another author friend of mine gave me this, the uh, pen name of Zigzag Claiborne. Okay. All right. So Awesome. Well, so how many books have you officially written under the, the pen name Zigzag? So we've got the, the Psychic Whale. Psychic Whale, Brothers yeah. Jetstream. <laughs> uh, then there's the Historical Inaccuracies, which is a short story collection. Okay. Uh, by All Our Violent Guides, which is actually under my initials. That one was kind of like my hoity-toity serious uh. literary novel. <laughs> so I used my initials on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just put out a small book of inspirations. So I, I kind of embodied what I want in my publishing company. I put out my own self a whole lot of different kind of books. Okay. I never write the same book twice. Right. Which, you know, in publishing is almost death because... Publishers are expecting money to come in right, for the books right, you write, right? And um, you know your audience kind of wants to see right. a product that they're. Well, if you're a sci-fi with. guy, they want sci-fi. They want from sci-fi. You. Right. But you know, I look back like again on Harlan Ellison. Harlan Ellison wrote all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be pigeonholed into just is the only thing I can write. Right. I mean, we we were in the sex and Elizabethan literature reading last night, which was like if you haven't done that <laughs> at SteamCon, you yeah, are yeah. missing the holy hell out. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard a lot of good things came oh, out of Oh <laughs> yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. <laughs> they could do they could do nothing but that for the whole con and I'd be there. <laughs> but we were talking there uh, about uh God, I just lost my my thread. And when you lose your thread, you get a shot. <laughs> That's, no, that's usually when uh, when someone when someone says "fuck Jefferson." <laughs> where, Cal. where is Calvin? I don't. He had a he had a tour at one thirty. So Calvin, we're just we're concerned and we're yeah. hoping that you're fine. Jefferson finally got him. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but anyway, you you right, so as we, you're what saying, were we talking about? Because we were talking about uh, I don't know. I've had a okay. lot to drink already. Thanks, and these with the literature. Yes, yeah. And I was sinking from that to something, and I damn well don't remember what. <laughs> yeah, it was. yeah, that's that's when you poured the shot. That's what. Yeah, <laughs> right. shot. Rock and ride, fun. Say what? Uh, we were definitely we were talking uh, prior to that, like uh, wanting to go different directions with your writing, and then talking about the Elizabethan uh, readings and all that. But uh, I don't know where you're going with it. I know it's like once once you go sex with Elizabethan, you just can't quite come back. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, uh, it's it's very distracting. Oh, uh, the, now I know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> they had to think on the sex yeah, yeah. a little longer. <laughs> but it was um we were talking about how I, I, I write different things and yeah, I like yeah. authors who do different things well I did a erotic satire under another pen name 
just as a goof. Right, right. And that's says something that most writers cannot get away with. Right. They, they won't even try to do that. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, not that they don't have access to their own pen names and whatnot, but right. a lot of them will stop themselves from doing it because they figure, I am a sci-fi writer. I am. Right. And if my fans find out that I wrote some tractor porn, <laughs> there might be some problems. <laughs> which I did not write. It is not tractor porn. <laughs> I mean, I would not read that book. Have, the, <laughs> some of the books that I have seen yeah. out there. If you would have been just I like, mean, so I wrote this book. It's about tractor porn. I would have been like, tell me where I can find it. See? <laughs> I have an assignment tonight. <laughs> some of the some of the books I have seen out there, I'm like, mm. I mean, I've I've seen some weird fetishes, man. Yeah, tractor porn weird. would not be the weirdest. Any, anything, you know what? I, I I recently posted on Facebook that one morning I got up and I was like, I want to search for something online that can't possibly exist. So I'm like. Sexy 3PO costume. There can't be a sexy C3PO costume out there. I mean, why? Yes. There's there sexy everything. There's there sexy are. everything. There's sexy Boba Fett. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Character that was in a movie for what? Maybe a total of fifteen minutes. It took off like sexy crazy. It's like everywhere. Yeah. But it's like the whole sexy everything. I mean, like, yeah. is yeah. there a sexy Jabba? Yeah, no, I'm sure there. There could be. Somewhere. It's got to be. I bet you that. Oh, oh, we have Where's computers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank sexy you, Jabba. Oh, this is what they never showed you on Star Trek with the tricorders. Oh, yeah. All they spent their time doing is searching up stuff online. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sexy tribbles. <laughs> I think that's going to take you down a real dark hole, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Sexy, you know, have to like sexualize They were the original furries. Yes, there we go. We do shots for furries. <laughs> oh man, we ran out of crown. I have more up in the room, but you know, otherwise I'd be pouring on shots. So uh, the, the image search on Google oh does God. not oh. return as sexy a job of the huts as I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's mostly job of the huts. So the first image is job of the hut in the slave Leia costume. Oh, no. okay. I, you know, I can For see that. For some reason, yeah. I was thinking that. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Not. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of it's still a lot of Jabba. <laughs> Whole uh, lot of Java. Yeah, still a lot of a lot of Java. All right, let's let's go full on geek, sexy Greedo. Sexy. Oh. Ooh, yeah. that that one's probably actually more likely to be there. Oh my god, it's gonna be like somebody like with a mask on and like a really hot. Uh, oh yeah, 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 sexy Greedo. <laughs> Sexy Greedo is that thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, See, so Jabba the Hutt, anything. No sexy. Almost no anything. sexy Jabba. Not Greedo. There will be after this yes. podcast. Yes. I'm sure somebody yeah. out there is like getting their phone latex right now. Uh, Ellie, Ellie, get yeah, on that. No cosplayers. <laughs> yes. Got this. Sexy Jabba. It's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> Next time on uh, Cosplay Confidential, Sexy Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> it's going to be you, Doug. Yeah, it will be me. It's going to be you. Yeah, it will be. It'll It'll be no, it won't be. Please me. let there be pictures. <laughs> uh, pictures already did happen. Yeah, I've, I've done some weird stuff in my life, but uh, sexy uh, as the describer is not going to be one of them. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm flabbergasted by the sexy Greedo now. <laughs> kind of thrown, right? yeah. <laughs> a little bit. As one should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. 
But uh, so, so when you do searches like this and stuff like this doesn't exist, does it inspire you to write something into existence? <laughs> I wish I could say it did, but it just usually makes me <laughs> no, fear no, for humanity. Because no. <laughs> you know that whatever you think up, somebody out there has put a weird, twisted spin on it. Right. Well, where did and, the psychic whale idea come from? <laughs> yeah. You know, that was, that was actually an exercise. When I was writing a book, I came to an impasse. And I had writer's block. Okay. So one of the things I've taught myself is when you get writer's block, just make up the most outlandish bullshit you can. Put it in there and keep writing. Yeah. Okay. And then when you go back and edit, it kind of clicks okay. your mind into, okay, this is not the direction you really wanted to go in. And it forces you to, to actually pick what you want. Okay. Well, when I did that go edit, I'm like, but I like this psychic whale. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this is, I like this, this a lot. This so works. you edited it around the, I, the, the concept. Okay, yeah. 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 So it was, a, it was supposed to be just be a throw in to give me a, a, a mental kick in the ass. Right. But as I was reading, I'm like, okay, number one, nobody else has done a book with a giant psychic whale. As right. Far as I know. right. So that's right. a plus by itself. Right. And it's like, I know that, you know, nobody's going to pick this book up to publish it. So I'm going to do it my damn self. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, it's one of my most popular books. I mean, it's it's it, that's it, cool. You know, Scarlett Johansson won't be playing the main characters this year. <laughs> Scarlett sure Johansson will next year. <laughs> yeah, Scarlett Johansson, large psychic whale. Who's going to pay the psychic whale? That's the question. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So, do you, so do you? You said you use that as like a, a kick in the kick in the pants to kind of get yourself to write something. Do you do that? You find yourself doing that a lot, or is it more like it's just? occasionally you kind of come to an impasse and you're like, well, I got to write something, uh, throw this idea out and it's, see where it goes. It's a very rare thing. Cause I don't get writer's block a lot. Okay. Usually I'm, I'm one of those, like, as, as a pantser, I start off with an idea or a feeling yep. and I just keep going from there. So it's almost like, you know, stream of consciousness sometimes. Okay. Oh, but okay. every now and then I'll get hit with that block. And like, so that's when I throw out, just the most outlandish thing you can think of <laughs> just to, just to make you, your, your writerly self say that is utter bullshit you can do better <laughs> right right yeah no that's to get that's things going great. yeah, yeah. And, and it, it yeah. tends to work I, I, I talked about that technique at a panel a few years back with some writers and they're like we never thought to do that we're going to try that because right. usually you're taught with writer's block right. muscle through you know right and a lot of writers hit that wall and they're like well I got nothing happening yeah because yeah. there's nothing to muscle with, but just make something up. Because that's one thing people forget, especially you know writers get so involved in it. Right. You forget you're basically just making shit up. Right. Anyway, no matter how much you plot it, no matter how much you've diagrammed you it beforehand, do whatever you want. You're making it up, so the reader doesn't know. Right. Uh, well, they know now that I didn't plan for a giant psychic whale. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. But before that, they that's thought on that I, it, was yeah, that, it was all planned. It was all planned. Right. I got the the notes to prove it. <laughs> That's Seems awesome. Like everybody has their own way of doing oh, yeah. things. You know, yes. their own way of writing, their own way of planning things out. So people plan out, people just write. Yeah, and then there's a, I mean, you, you get your mixture of it. Some people plan and write. And yeah. So the, you get all these different schools of thought where it's like you have to write every day, you have to do, everybody just does what they do. Yeah. yeah. There's no, no, no formula for it at all. Right. I think well, I've never seen two authors, most authors just, yeah, they write for themselves and then it ends up. You know, turning into something potentially. Oh it's yeah, like, it's I mean, all you're about always just going to be your first audience. Don't write for the fact that you might be selling this one day. Right. Yeah, <laughs> well, and as you said, you know, a lot of publishers like once you are known as this guy, that's what they want you to write. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you get, when you hit a wall, you know, with the writer's block, well, how do you power through it if 
if you are just like, well, no, it's got to be this. Right. That where you are just like, right. no, write something else and then yeah. come back to yeah. it. Yeah. See, to oh, me, that's though, great. that's like, that's what pseudonames are for. Like, that's yeah. the, <laughs> exactly. You, just, you know, if you do something really out there, just pick a different name. Pick a different name and go <laughs> run with that. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of my favorite writers currently have got some pseudonyms out there, and they, and they write completely different stuff from what they're you know, known for. Right. And they're. Usually, per- what you figure the other name is for, because you wanted to do something yeah. different than what you normally do. Yeah. So. And I would love to get to the point where, as readers, and as an industry, you don't need all those pseudonyms. I mean, you can just do whatever. You, if you want to write this, 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 and this, you do it as you, whoever you are. Right. Right. And right. still keep your fan base. And still keep your fan base. Because, <laughs> right. I mean, like with actors, actors get to do all kinds of roles. They do. Yeah. All kinds of shit. And you can't get typecasted, but. Yeah. Right. But most of the time, yeah. Most of the time, though, you get to do all kinds of different roles. Why can't writers right. do the same? Yeah. Right. Even musicians, musicians get to put out di- a different album of different types, maybe within the same genre, but yeah. unless you're, you know, you know, you're a pop tart who's <laughs> just basically doing the same album from album to album to album, same when music. They pilots, does it all the time. They, like <laughs> they do different up. things like, all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's like I hear something from some in this band and I'm like, this is cool. Who is this? Like a swim with pilots. It's I'm like, pilot. that is like Why anything like the last right. thing they put right. out, you know? What's going on? Well, most people don't do that though. Most artists right. will do like, so uh, like Corey do. Taylor has Slipknot, Stone Sour. He does his own stuff too. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's like just whatever. No, I love you know. all art that just jumps around because for me, art's emotion and emotion jumps around everywhere. So yeah. as an artist, you should get to jump and, and play around in different fields. Yeah. See, and that, like, that attitude would make some really killer books. And, you know, yes. it's like the big ones don't realize. I don't think they, they're, they don't think about that. I mean, know? for me right now, the best books being written are by independent writers. I mean, there's Patty yes. Templeton, who's yes. been here at SteamCon before. Her book is one of the best I've ever read. It's called There Is No Lovely End. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's, that's real life. It is, a, <laughs> it is, is real life. It is like one of the 10 best books I have read in the past 10 years. Yeah. It's that damn good. But it, it's just like one of those books where a big publisher would have looked at it and like, hey, we love it. We right. would have tacked that. But. But. <laughs> right. Well, obviously you've not read anything by uh, David Hayes because then you'd yeah. be like, wow. This guy should not be right. <laughs> no, I love Dave. Dave Dave does some good books. He's got a book, uh, probably one of the first horror novels that I read. It's called Cherub. Yeah. It is messed up. Okay. But it is it, I was I found myself reading it and not being able to put it down cuz you know, I'm not a big horror guy and I'm reading through it and I'm like this is this is messed up. It's, it's like it's like the it's like the Howard Stern complex where you're like, oh, I no. keep reading oh, to see dang. what messed up thing is going to come next. <laughs> now, <laughs> like, is and it, that is David Hayes <laughs> to a T. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. And it's amazing. Is it messed up like soft messed up? Or is it messed up more like a Hitchcock messed up? It, it, no, it's, it's not. It's not Hitchcock. No, no. Like Hitchcock was very cerebral. No. This is this is this is pretty. This is pretty <laughs> right on the surface. All right, we like yeah, human like, centipede yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe not that crazy, but it is definitely it's between human centipede and like. Psycho. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some thought, there's some thought horror to elements to it. There's a lot of it is very like on the surface, like I cannot believe he's writing about this (laughs) type of stuff. And then, uh, but it's it's really good. Uh, But you know, he is definitely someone that like 
a big publisher would go, yeah, there is no way we're going to publish this. Right. And then by source <laughs> right. exists, they, they do these amazing comics, right. amazing books that people wouldn't necessarily publish. Right. It's, yeah, it, but they are they are very, you know, unlike your uh, like the company that you're you're starting, they're very niche driven because okay. they know that's what they can sell. Horror okay. and sci-fi. Right. That's not to say that they wouldn't expand outside of that, but they are they're kind of taking the, you know, the big publisher model. It's like we know we can sell this. Exactly. This is what we're good at. You know, uh, where you are definitely uh, willing to take that risk of like, well, if you want to write that, write it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, and if right. it's if it's good, and if it if it actually resonates, yeah. it'll get published with me. Right, that's but awesome. That, that's the key thing, and you know, not not to not making money because you know, right. Everybody got, got big money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Obsidian Sky, we definitely want right. the books to sell. Right, but it's and then this is a cliche, but it actually is a labor of love. Right. And well, I mean, you gotta lo- you've got to love it. Otherwise, what's the point in doing it? I mean, if if it's just all about the money, right. then, then you're I, not then doing it for exactly. the right reasons. You're not in the right you're not right. in the right area. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I I could sit down and write a Fifty Shades of Grey knockoff if I wanted to. But <laughs> wow, a fanfic about fanfic about fanfic. Well, <laughs> it would probably be better because she. Well, to kind of circle back to the yeah. sex and and. In literature, I did do a parody of Fifty Shades <laughs> under the pen name Thor M.F. Jones. <laughs> Thor motherfucking Jones. Yes, ma'am. Yes. There we go. And it, it's just like, it's a 99-cent story on Amazon that I just oh tossed off. Oh, my goodness. And I... What's want, the name of this title? <laughs> it's called, It's Turning Purple, I Think We Should Quit. Turning Purple... <laughs> Well, I'm looking up this story. Okay, so we need to do like a dedicated one-shot podcast for this. I raise a shot for that. (laughs) And I had the gall to actually tweet. um, Is it El James? Yeah, yeah. I tweeted her about it because it's it's all in good fun. But it's like, you know. She knows her books are right. What they are, she's right. Yeah, so she she, money. She don't. The only thing she's ever written. It's the only thing she's written. Right. Yeah, and it's all she actually ever needs to write. Yeah. So she she said, "But I yeah, I did that. Made a crap ton of money for it. Yeah. But if I really seriously wanted to put my mind to writing, you know, of some knockoff book that would make money, I don't think I could." I honestly don't think I could do it because it's just, you know, a writer, you do what's in you, in your soul. And mine is doesn't lead me in that direction. Yeah. Mine leads me to giant psychic whales. Right. <laughs> right. And, like, trying to follow somebody else's, like, breadcrumbs and, like, write a story in that, like, genre. If it's not for you, it isn't. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, if God. your heart's not in it. I feel like a lot of times you end up writing say, what you read. That's, like. Looking at the cover right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that there's an eggplant on it. <laughs> Oh man, there's an I egg might plan? I might have to buy this book. Oh my god. It's gonna be the second book he's bought. And then and then I'm gonna read it. And then I'm gonna suggest to uh, Audible that I do the oh reading. Oh god, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're gonna do a dedicated one shot podcast. Yes. Uh, it has I to think, happen, right? Yes. Shot history book club. There are two, two short happening. story sequels to it. So I, I I did a we it's a right trilogy. Now. It's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. It's oh, that one and then there are two that follow it and well, I mean, the actual, gonzo. the actual books uh, were. I think you know, this. I think this will so. be a great content. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will be great. Uh, yeah, this is going to be. Did she say uh, anything to you when you put 
Like, oh, she she tweeted back like something humorous about it. I okay. can't remember what it was, but yeah. she wasn't mad at all. Right, yeah. right. And I think Hi, I even man. I yeah. think I even sent her to cover, and she's so she was good natured. Turning yeah, purple, I think we should quit. Did you use the safe word? Because <laughs> I figured gray is so passe. Let's put some color in this yeah, sucker. Right. <laughs> oh no, uh, that's fan- that is fantastic. The only thing I appreciate about those books is it brought. It brought about like the erotic romance genre, which wasn't really as known until she yeah. put it out there. So that was yeah, put more more of a spotlight on it. I mean, it, it put more of a spotlight on it to where to where it gave it gave more my like, authors was like bookcase of of har- no, but a lot har- of romance novels, novels though <laughs> didn't really go into as much explicit detail as these when, ones do. So it's when the penis goes in, yeah, that, like <laughs> when it because there there were a lot before. That that <laughs> didn't so, scratch the surface. It so was like when, uh, it was like we know things are happening, yeah. we don't know what. Like when when ice cream is involved in certain <laughs> nether regions, <laughs> I think oh, now it's ours. The, the distinction is that the word is a waste of ice cream. <laughs> the word gasp, I think, was used in uh, Fifty Shades about seventeen thousand times. Oh gosh! So if you put gasp the, in your word, that yeah. the redundancy the of the right. entire trilogy of those books was like why. <laughs> Do you not know another word? Because oh there's got to be more. You read them? Yes. Oh, oh my god, I did. Melissa. Okay, this is where we. Melissa is going to make me hitch yeah. my breath. We, 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 we to, need to end on that. On yes. that, Melissa. We cannot go any further. I'm <laughs> sorry, Melissa. No, you've completely, you've completely ended shot of history. Thank you very much. We're never doing another show ever. It's all again. terrible. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, uh, it's been great talking to you, man. Oh, it's thanks been so a much. Huge pleasure. Thank yeah, thanks so much. We're also gonna hug like several times after right. we're off the air. Uh, yes, but <laughs> but feel free to uh, to plug everything right at the end because you know that's when people Again, hear yeah, it, like it, hear it, and remember it. All right, look for obsidianskyBooks.com. Look for writeonwriteon.com with the first write as in our W R I T E, and just. Oh, also, if you're looking for independent artists, go to narazu.com. That's N-A-R-A-Z-U. It's like a clearinghouse of nothing but indie writers, comic creators, filmmakers, nothing but indie, and it's all curated. So it's like perfect site to find what you have been missing from the big New York Disney conglomerate people. (laughs) Very awesome. Well, again, thanks so much, Zigzag, thanks for coming for on the show. Thanks for having me here. This Thank has you. been so much fun. Yeah. It was awesome. I am lit up on rock and ride. <laughs> Sugared up. <laughs> All about that rock and ride. <laughs> All, right. All right. Until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the Color Man Big 